Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Global Mental Health Outreach Podcast. I'm Venice, and today I will be sharing my personal story dealing with depression. I remember a day from two years back, a new friend confided in me that she had depression and anxiety and had been taking medication for it. I was really shocked because she seems like such a happy person, always laughing like a bubble of happiness and fun. I felt so clueless as to what I could do for her. Since then, I've understood that the battle with depression is not always written on someone's face, and today I find myself in her shoes. I cried every day during the month leading up to my final exams because it was the exam that would determine where I could go for university um, because things work differently outside the U.S. I told a teacher and my best friend about it, and both of them said it would probably go away afterwards. Um, and they didn't mean it in a bad way and were probably just trying to make me for, feel more optimistic. But I just had this like gut feeling that was more than just exam stress. I had no idea why I was feeling this way because I was still really motivated every day. Like sure, I was bored of doing repetitive past paper questions, but I was still re- receiving decent grades, just not demotivated in exam sense. Having said that, some symptoms of depression are kind of like irritability, worthlessness, anger, and just feeling sensitive or misunderstood for more than two weeks in a row. Another thing was, although I was an introvert, I still really loved the company of my closest friends. I suppose I felt like a burden to my close friends and um, and as a result, withdrew from most social interactions. It was hard for me to open up, but that's something I'll cover in the coming series. Then there was my insomnia. It wasn't terrible at first, maybe two or three days in a week when I just lie in bed for two hours, simply unable to go to sleep. Sometimes it was because there were just thousands of thoughts and voices rushing through my mind at the same time. But on other occasions, my mind was blank other than just myself asking why I just can't fall asleep. I'd wake up really early the next day and fear that I missed my alarm, but after I go back to sleep, I can easily oversleep and not hear my alarm ringing. I feel like this is similar to depression, at least for me. Sometimes we are struggling with many emotions and thoughts going through our brain at once, but the truth is, most of the time we aren't sure why we're feeling miserable, sad, and hopeless, and we just do. This brings us to how we can be supportive to friends suffering from mental illnesses. I would say, recognize that supporting them doesn't mean fixing their problems. By that, I mean that when you approach a topic of their mental struggle, don't come in hoping to alleviate their mood by saying consolating sentences, consoling sentences. In fact, I constantly struggle to communicate this to my friends. During my worst phases, I would tell my best friend every day about my feelings and emotions, and she would often respond with short, sweet messages or WhatsApp stickers. It was no longer a continuous conversation between the two of us, and our chat had adopted a question-and-answer format. I knew she was was coming with good intentions, but it didn't help with what I was dealing with. I continued to feel helpless all the time, and she just didn't understand why— I felt really confused because I did genuinely feel a sense of uncontrollable anger towards her or any other person who's overseen my 
um, mental illness. As I just felt like nobody ever tried to understand me. But at the same time, there was another side telling me that it wasn't her fault. Um, and my emotions lie deeper than the surface level. And it felt like it wasn't anyone's fault for not understanding because I wasn't opening up. And this sort of forms a vicious cycle where I get angry that no one understands me, causing me, causing me to close up even more. And then I get even angrier. And I guess this really just exacerbated my depression, I guess. Maybe what people with depression want more of isn't to talk about how they're feeling that day and receive words of comfort, but to have a discussion on perhaps why they're feeling all those overwhelming emotions. Recognize that your job is to support your friend, not to change their mood right away. Because there's a difference between being in low or bad mood and actually having depression. It's a long haul that can last from months to years, depending on the type and reasons behind it. Often, it's not something friends can change with a few words. The important thing here is to be patient and know that your support is cherished, even if it might not have an immediate or visible effect. Having said this, I found it easier to connect with my friends who I was physically with during that period of time, since every walk to and from class was a chance for me to confide and talk. And I understand that it's like a totally different situation if conversations were over text and video calls. So never underestimate how much distance can affect platonic, platonic family, familial or romantic relationships. I can definitely say that distance combined with my depression has changed my relationship with my best friend. This podcast isn't to speak for everyone who has depression. There's never a one-size-fits-all solution or a way to help those struggling with any mental illness. But if I were to give one piece of advice, it would be to take the initiative to find out why they're feeling that way instead of kind of like waiting for them to reach out to you when they need it because chances are they're also trying to work out why too and we all need some help in that once again my name is venice and then in the next episode i will cover um my struggle with opening up about about my emotions thanks guys